Good day, everyone. <laughs> We're here for... It's Peter Westerby here with Tina Lathouris. We're doing episode five in our Wisdoms and Traditions series. And I think I always say we're pretty excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <we> so, um, <laughs> although we're not so excited, it's tough. Tough time. Beginning of January yeah. 2022. Um, and we're here to talk about bell hooks, mm. which also makes me sad because mm. most of our listeners might be aware if they've heard of bell hooks that she died at the end of last year, the end mm. of 2021. So in the book... 40 Critical Thinkers in Community Development. You know, we have Bell Hooks, 1952. It would now be to 2021. Mm. Yeah. So, Tina, where are we? We're, we're, on... we're actually here at Montful, at my place, and we're on Kabi Kabi country. Kabi Kabi country, yeah. 90, so, 80 kilometres north of Brisbane, yeah. Australia. Welcome, Peter. <laughs> yeah, it's lovely to be here. I always come here for a good coffee <laughs> made by Tina's partner, Daryl. So, yeah, we, we, we kind of wanted to talk about Bell Hooks. She's been, she's in our book. Mm. I've got a pile of her books here in front of me because um, I did a bit of a kind of reflection this morning on my journey with Bell Hooks um, or her, her work. Mm. Um, as a young academic, I really loved reading mm. Teaching to Transgress and Teaching Community. Um, she's influenced my teaching significantly. Mm. Um, but we want to talk about her contribution to community development mm. today. And the, and the gem, the gem of gem wisdom. Of, gem of wisdom. We're only going to do Bell today be, mm. in honour of yeah. her passing away. So, um, yeah, so I think we want to focus really around three key ideas that we talk about in the book. And the first one is the gem, mm. which is her idea that I come to theory because I was hurting. I come to theory because of my pain. Mm. Although we've changed it to we come to theory. We've mm. changed the word I to we as per the community development tradition. So, so what did she really mean by that? Well, she when she talks about we come, I come to theory because of my pain, she's really in her biographical story. As a young woman growing up, very difficult family, you know, violence. Mm. Um, African-American. African-American. Mm. I mean, well, she's a, we describe her very much as a feminist theorist, you know, a cultural critic. She's done a lot of writing, uh, looking at the way media portrays, you know, groups, mm. black people. Mm. Um, that, that was her early academic work. Um, but it's very, very strong feminist theorist. But one of the beauties in the strong feminist tradition is she brings her biographical story mm. with all the emotion, stories, feelings. And she talks a lot about like her deep depression as a young woman at university and how it was theory, such as the theory of feminism or theories of feminism or the theories of patriarchy mm. that helped her make sense of her pain. And so that, that movement from... I'm feeling pain, there's something wrong with me, mm. to, oh my God, this theory helps explain my yeah. experience. Yeah. It's like a deep breath. It's like, oh, yeah. it's not me. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like an explanation can be, yeah, to help us understand. Yeah. Liberating, healing. Mm. 
Mm. I mean, Re- Re- Rebecca Solnit, who mm. we've both, you know, liked her, love her work, she, she talks about, for women, the theory of patriarchy is so liberating mm. when it's discovered. It's yes. like... I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... So, so I that, came home and um, told my partner I wasn't owning your shirts anymore. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Like, to that to the day I remember. Okay. Thanks, Daryl. Um, so so that's what she means by I come to theory because of my pain. And mm. I think one of the things I've I've thought a long and hard about, like we're both educators, like what what is it that makes people curious about theory? You know, mm. often abstracted theory that has no link to people's lives mm. is very meaningless, mm. dull, abstract, distant. And I, it's why I often, in terms of pedagogy, want to start with people's experience and then we make sense of it through theory, yeah? So, and I, I just suspect, like many listeners who might be community development thinkers or practitioners, or it's kind of like, well, community development is a theory. Mm. And I guess what we're saying is many, in this wisdom tradition, people won't come to community development unless, one, they've got some pain i.e. I'm lonely, I mm. feel very alone, and I, I need others. Mm. So, oh, community development says... Yeah. We, or we, some concern for some their concern, commu- yeah. community, that they, they want some kind of change. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then we can introduce mm. what community development is to people. There's a, there's a way, there's a practice, there's a mm. method for citizens, people, to not work alone, to yeah. work collectively. So, you know, I think it's the same story. There's no point in just giving people this what community development is and expect people will have an interest in it. Mm. They will come to it because there is a reason. Mm. You, you, I mean, this, that's what her, her wisdom is. Yeah. Mm. So I think that's the first thing. And it's mm. just desire, necessity, pain is what leads mm. people to want to be involved in community mm. development. And... You know, we talked about Miles Horton in an earlier podcast, and that was a thing he learned very early. You know, people won't come to talk about citizenship and learn the, the desire to learn language, literacy, unless there's a suffering yeah. issue causing it. Yeah. You know, why did they come to learn English yeah. and become So there literate? is a personal or, a, you know, a self-interest that's driving people to yeah. connect it in the first instance. Yeah. yeah. But then, of course, the, the group process helps people see the benefits for all. Yeah. yeah and the yeah. solidarity building that happens, yeah. that is, you know, the movement. Yeah. Well, and I guess, you know, people are always turning to theory, even if they don't know that they're turning to theory. Yeah. And you and I, you know, we were talking on the phone yesterday about the pain mm. we're in at the moment, mm. COVID, Omic- Omicron is, mm. you know kind of going rampant through Australia and we see people now emptying the shelves of mm. supermarkets yes. for rapid antigen. Yeah. Like there's a lot of pain and fear. Yeah, fear, yeah. And, and so what's the theory that informs their action? Well, the current theory appears to be... Look after yourself. Yeah. Rugged, <laughs> Just yourself. <laughs> rugged individualism, yeah. the neoliberal theory of... Yeah you know, the, the survival of the fittest. Yeah, exactly. So that's the theory. And, and survival of the wealthy who can afford to buy boxes of rapid antigen tests. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I think this is 
So theory is informing people's action mm-hmm. um, or culture that's shaped by theory. And what we, I think what Bell Hooks is saying is we can insert other theory, mm. you know, like, or, or that's what we need to be doing. You know, yeah. so the theory of mutuality yeah. or communitarianism or, yeah. you know, so I think this is, this is helpful. Yeah. Um, and we don't get caught on the theory, but we see people's pain mm. and work with that and then bring yeah. new stories because yeah. theory is a story. Yeah. You know, a good story is a good theory. A shit story is a shit theory. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe. Maybe. <laughs> well, a good theory is one that makes sense of the world in a way that's liberatory. And oh, yeah. Like okay. emancipatory. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's helpful. You would hope for the, mm. for the most. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so that's wisdom number one. We okay. come to our theory. We, I come to theory because of my pain. Mm. And we're applying it to community development. We come to theory because of our pain. We collectivise pain and mm. get the dialogue happening so that people can then turn to good ideas or good theories to help them move forward. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. Yep, done. So that's, that's wisdom number one and the, and the key one. Um, the other thing like we, that I love about Bell Hooks, I, I encountered her through Paul O'Frey's work. Mm. And as you and I have talked about, like, I fell more in love with Paulo Freire when Bell Hooks gave an account of her challenging him Mm -hmm. in a public forum about his patriarchal language, Mm, particularly if you read, you know, as people who read pedagogy of the I said that as a reading for my students and I have to warn them and say, this was written in, you know, think of the context he was writing in. Yeah. yeah, 1970, and yeah. then it was translated 1972 into English. It's, it's hard to read. Yes, and these days. Bell Hooks yeah. challenged him in a public, like stood up, and he beautifully listened mm. and took on board her critique mm. and changed his language. Mm. And subsequently, you know, his later writings are, are not filled mm. with patriarchal text and, and thinking mm. and she bell hooks tells that story because she said i fell in love with paulo freire but i wondered if he walked his talk yeah of dialogue yes and and he did yes. and and bell hooks is deeply committed to a pedagogy of dialogue mm. um a practice of dialogue and she's deeply committed like paulo freire to introducing and maintaining the language of love mm. in practice. Yeah. So it's it, it is interesting how often that word keeps coming up and is informing yeah, some of the big theorists. Yeah. 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 There's something about, you know, Freya saying you can't come and work with those who are oppressed unless you have love. Yeah. And, you know, Bell Hooks is of the same kind of lineage and um she theorizes love in relation to patriarchy um she's yeah she's i i mean i i've just actually finished in my morning practice reading her book as part of my kind of embrace of her death you know it's called all about love new visions 
Um, she's very transparent about failed relationships in mm-hmm. her life and being with men who were not up for love. Mm-hmm. She talks a lot about she's the hard discovery or reflection that she lived in a family filled with affection but not love. Mm-hmm. And love is not a feeling. Love is a, a set of skills, a willingness Actions, to... Yeah, yeah action... Mm-hmm. A willingness to be accountable, to mm. be emotionally literate, emotionally vulnerable. Mm. And she it gives a lot of stories of just like, you know, if people aren't up for that, it's not they're not up for love. And mm. um, so, and a patriarchy is what destroys love. Mm-hmm. And so the practice of love is the key way forward to... Transform patriarchal. Is it the is it the power inequalities bit of it that of patriarchy? Is that what she's referring to? Well, I think that'll bring us to our third issue because okay. her her third analysis is what she calls the culture of domination. Okay. So domination systems and culture is what infiltrates patriarchy, mm-hmm. sexism, racism, capitalism. Mm. And so whenever there are systems or attitudes or thinking or behaviours of domination, Mm. we're not in the place of love. Okay. Because love is the complete opposite of domination. Mm. Love is a place of vulnerability, openness, Mm. willing to listen, willing to reflect on your Mm. marginalising of other people's behaviours or beliefs or whatever. So, you know, love is is her antidote mm. to domination systems. Mm. Love is her antidote to patriarchy, sexism, racism, mm. capitalism, what she calls white supremacist thinking. Mm. White supremacist thinking is inculcated with dominating thinking. Do you think she was one of the first theorists to make all that intersectionality... So, you know, foreground that so much. Absolutely. Even before the word intersectionality yeah. has become very, you know, white, critical race theory. Yeah. Um, she, she used a very um, blunt phrase, not an easy one, complicated, um, what she calls imperialist, white supremacist, capitalist patriarchy. Yeah. That's the system. Um, yeah. and, and she uses it precisely so it doesn't prioritise one system yes. over another, but rather a way of thinking about these interlocking systems, yeah. which is, of course, what intersectionality yeah. is trying to say. Although capitalism, I think, often gets lost in yes. intersectionality. That's what I'm thinking that, yeah, like a lot of reading uh, these days I've been doing is really foregrounding the identity politics. Yeah. But it does seem to then marginalise the class, the capitalist yep. um, language. And, yeah, I mean... So that, she holds that. She, she holds all that together. Yeah, yeah, in this complicated phrase. Yeah. But what she holds as the overarching concept is mm. the domination yep. system, the domination culture. And that's what cuts through mm. all these intersectional systemic challenges of racism, sexism. Yeah. You know, so um, there, there are different ways that domination plays mm. out, you know, gendered relations, race relations, and, and obviously the, the capitalist relations of labour exploitation. Mm. 
So, you know, and so, and she sees this, I guess this is like the practice of love, again, is mm. how do we move from us-them dichotomies which blame and prevent us from assuming accountability yeah. um, for challenging this, this white supremacist thinking. Like, there's a, so love is not a soft thing. Love yeah. is a practice, um, a set of behaviours that's honest, rigorously accountable, rigorously responsible. Mm. Um, and she actually when I read her book on love like what really struck me is the thread running through the whole book is a deep commitment to honesty mm. she's absolutely almost to the point of like mm. blunt and yeah. she's lost a lot of friends and yeah. you know she talks she, she tells stories for example of sitting with all her friends who've got kids and she's never had children herself and you know and they're having a conversation over dinner about how the parents smack their children and she's like that's not love. Mm. You can't do that if you want to... Exp- and people are like, what? You can't say that. You haven't even had children. And she's like, no, sorry. Honest. That is, that's a culture of domination yeah. playing out in parenting. Like, she's very rigorous on her, mm. her commitment to yeah. overcoming any forms of violence and not yeah. pretending that's love. Yes. If that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so those three things, I think, are the, the key things we'll take away from Bell Hooks. Mm. And although she's written over 30 books, mm. you know, and, but, you know, I come to theory because of my pain. Mm. And I think that's a beautiful phrase. We, we can come to community development because, yeah. of, because of pain. People or will concern. come to it because yeah. of their pain, their concern. Yeah, let's not start with the theory. Let's start with people's pain, yeah, the their stories. experience, yeah. their stories. Bring, help people see the theories they are, mm. they are unconsciously using to make sense of their pain. You know, yeah. rugged individualism right? yeah. we're seeing rampant right now. And introduce another story, another theory. So that's the first one. Uh, the second one is that, you know, love, the practice of love. Yeah is the, the big antidote to a culture of domination mm. and the rigour of the practice of love. And the third thing is, yeah, this intersectional yes. notion of how domination culture flows through yeah. all these systems, yeah, I think. Right. So I think, um, you know, we can... Bell Hooks is a rich um, archive of material for community mm. development work. So we encourage our readers mm. to go and find Huck um, and... Yeah. So, thank you. Thank you. That was great. I really yeah, enjoyed that. Yeah, that, thanks for honouring her. Yeah. And, um, yeah, where, where are we going to next? We've got one more. Yeah, we're just going to do one more, aren't we? Yeah. We're going to look at the community economic tradition. Yeah. So, you're, you're going to, I think, yeah. bring in yeah, yeah, Schumacher. Yeah, we thought maybe to do that because, again, just because of COVID <laughs> and because of, um, you know, uh, what's going on, uh, relocalisation actually, well, probably should be back on the agenda. Yeah. And, um, yeah, uh, community economics. Yeah. Yep. So, so E.F. Schumacher yep. and perhaps Manfred Max Neef, who yeah. was talked about yeah. human scale yeah. economics. Nice. So, yep. Yeah, Thank well, you. Good. Yeah, all right. We'll see you next time. Absolutely.